Justin. And uh, and uh, you look at go back look at it again tomorrow and say, why didn't I see that yesterday? And it's just so good every day. Of course, uh, uh, mercies are new every day, and and uh, the blessings is wow, unmeasurable. But uh, as I've looked at this and uh, been trying to just glean from it a little bit uh, this morning. <clears throat> For uh, those of you that maybe you didn't get a chance to see it, uh, we're looking at the very fact that John, as he's baptizing in John chapter 1, John's baptizing and he sees Jesus. And uh, as he sees him, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And uh, I, I tell you, what a great, what a great, what a great statement. Uh, he didn't say that he'll take your sin, uh, or my sin, or the world's sin, and bury it someplace. He said he'll take it away. You don't need to know what he's done with it. It's gone. You ask me why I'm happy. So I'll just tell you why. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm fixing to say? My sin is gone. Amen. Thank God. Thank God they're gone. So I'm going to, we're going to have a word of prayer and we'll get started looking right in here in John chapter 1. I just want to look at some stuff that the Lord has just helped me with and I'm thankful that He would be considerate to to just an old wicked sinner like me. Father, I pray You'd touch my heart and help me. I need You. I'm thankful for each and every one that has turned aside tonight, that's come out to your house. Uh, I pray, Lord, that uh, uh, if you would, that you would give us the words you want said. Help us to dwell on the thought that you want us to think on. And God, more than anything, may our hearts be parallel with yours. I pray, Lord, that what I love is what you love. I pray, Lord, that what... You like is what I like. Help us, Lord, to be like you. Help us to be a real Christian. Christ-like in every manner. Thank you for these that are here. Bless them, I pray. Be with those that are sick. Lord, I pray that you'd uh, watch over my mom. She's had a rough day today. Touch her and help her. I ask you to be with Sister Libby. Good to see Sister uh, Barbara tonight. And, Lord, I pray, God, that you would continue to help her and then be with Sister Sue's family. Uh, Lord, in the loss of that loved one, I pray that you'd comfort their hearts. God, take tonight, if you would, Brother Gary, Sister Tracy, as they deal uh, with this uh, dreaded, awful disease. Lord, they they seem to get a little better. I pray, God, that you'd just give them the strength uh, to be back on their feet, back on their jobs. I know they want to be. And uh, we'll thank you and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name I ask, amen and amen. As we look at this text right here, uh, the next day, the next day, this is the day after the Pharisees have confronted Jesus to try to find, I mean, uh, John, to find out who he is. They ask him. They come to him. He said, uh, he said, Art thou uh, Elias? 
And he said, I'm not. He said, art thou that prophet? And he said, no. And this was all down in verse 21. Uh, but back in verse number 20, he, clarified, he said, let me clarify one thing. He said, I am not. Don't get me confused with him. Because there's some things I want to say about him. He said, I am not the Christ. Uh, wouldn't it be something that if you had such a powerful walk with the Lord, such a powerful testimony with God, that people thought you was Jesus? Why wow, you said it couldn't be? <clears throat> well, they're asking some pretty powerful questions right here. They thought he was a lie. They, they said, are, are you that prophet? <clears throat> he said, no, no. <clears throat> Don't get me confused with anybody else. Uh, I'm just a voice of one crying uh, in the wilderness. I'm just, I'm just one that's trying to make a difference. And, uh, and so we see this. John's in dealing with them. And John even says this in verse 26. John answered them, saying, I baptize with water. But there standeth one among you whom ye know not. Can I say this? At this time, John didn't know who he was yet. You say, how do you know that? Well, the Bible says this in verse 33, and I knew him not. That's pretty clear, ain't it? I mean, I mean John, John's out there doing what John's supposed to be doing. You know what John's doing? He's preaching. He's giving an introduction, if you will, to the one that's coming. He's the forerunner. We've heard it said so many times. He's the forerunner of Christ. He is the one that's come to introduce Him. Isn't that an honor? Have you ever got a chance to really to introduce someone that is, uh, uh, we'll say, is uh, uh, really important? Uh, I don't, I've never really had uh, that kind of an opportunity as far as uh, people, a high official or anything like that. Uh, I've mentioned this a few times, Brother Bradley. Uh, there's a, We've had a couple of opportunities uh, where there's been some men uh, that I knew personally that retired uh, from the military, from, uh, the, uh, from the Navy. And uh, we had the services here at the church. They asked, could we do that? Have the church services. Brother, I know Brother Charles Sister Barbara was here at that time. Uh, Brother Robert Rudkin, and there's been several more. Sister Kathy, you remember Sister Mary, uh, that, that whenever Brother Robert retired. I didn't know this until I saw this uh, with myself. I didn't know that uh, whenever uh, the main, I guess it's the, uh, what they call the cob, the captain of the boat, I believe somebody hit me right here. Who is it that has the name of the boat? Chief of the boat. Chief of the boat. Uh, I didn't know this, but before he enters a room, uh, they introduce him if he is the uh, uh, if he's the uh, the chief of the captain of the uh, the Georgia or the Florida or who whatever the boat's name is. Uh, they announce him as the Georgia entering the building. And I tell you, Brother Jeff, when that when they got to getting into that ceremony like that. And I thought, wow, that thing just got on me. I wanted, I'm, I'm sitting up here somewhere. I want to jump up and shout, "Whoa, glory to God! What a, what a name! What an honor to be recognized." His name was not Bradley Blocker. 
uh, his name was whatever that boat's name was and whatever they introduced him. Everybody stands. And here this person walks in. Can you imagine how John must have felt knowing that real soon he's fixing to introduce Jesus? I mean, I mean, he already told them. He said, hey, he's right here amongst us. Isn't that what he says right there? And, and, and he knows, Brother Darnell, he's fixing to get to introduce him. And uh, I mean, he's already been through all the trials and the, and the questions from all the Pharisees and, and everything, thinking he's this one and that one and everything. He said, no, no, no. He said, if anything, he said, let me tell you something about him that you don't know the difference between me and him. He said, he said, he's. And I'm just kind of, this is my description, Brother Allen. You've been gone a while, so I'm going to preach a while tonight. Amen. You've got a lot of catching up on preaching to do, and everybody else has got to pay for it with you. Okay, no, I won't do you like that. It's good to have him back. I think he said it, 99 days he was underway. Is that right? He'd been gone for almost four months, and I've missed him. I missed him. I thought thought he quit the Navy, went back to Alabama, married that little girl, would never see him again. Amen. I thought that's where it was, but... But I'm glad he's back, and thank the Lord he's safe. But but John said, let me tell you, let me tell you now, uh, I want you to know where Jesus is compared to me. He said, Jesus is way up here. He said, if I get where I'm supposed to be, which is way down there, still, I'm not worthy to unlatch his shoes. Well, if he's where he's supposed to be, that's where... Shoe latching and unlatching goes on at in the lower parts, right? But he said, I- I'm not even worthy for that. And so as we look at this text right here and we see uh, John's introduced him, he says, behold, in verse 29, the next day, the next day after he's went through the questionnaire, after he has told them who he was and after he's told him who he's looking for, the Bible says, the next day, uh, he said, uh, he seeth, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He said, This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me, and I knew him not. Alright? Now, as we look at this, I want to think about this thought. He said, The Lamb of God. The Lamb of God. Now, you know, there's a lot of things he could have said. Israel is in trouble. Israel is in a predicament in the religious realm, if you will. Israel knows all about going to uh, a tabernacle. Israel knows all about offering sacrifices. They know all about all the feasts. They know all about the law. They know that stuff. They don't need the law. They don't need, they don't need another church service. What they need is a lamb. They need somebody that can take away the sin in their world. That's what happened to you and I on that glorious day whenever the Lord opened our eyes and let us see that we were lost and undone and had no hope. 
Jesus came by. That's what Brother Katie was thinking about a while ago. And listen, I'm thankful for that very day, January the 27th, 1972, when He came by my way, opened my eyes and let me see. Quit trying to religious your way, religion your way into heaven. Quit trying uh, to get in here by good works. Uh, listen, I can look at this text right here and I can see some things that God clarifies for us Listen, it is not church membership going to get you into heaven. Uh, it's not your good works. It's not your good name. Amen. It's not water baptism. I can prove that in this very text right here where we're at. But thank God what it is. It's the Lamb of God and His precious blood that was shed for us on an old rugged cross. Somebody say amen right there. I see this text. I see this text. And, and, and I'm looking. He said, Behold the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God. Uh, he didn't. He did not introduce him as the Son of God. Uh, the Son of God uh, uh, is. He's the Son of God. Now, he was a Lamb that was given. Genesis chapter twenty-two. Uh, uh, the Lord told uh, Abraham. He said, "God will provide Himself a Lamb. Himself." A lamb. You ain't getting it. Himself a lamb. Amen. He became the lamb that Abraham needed. Uh, Abraham woke it up one way, one side weeping and a crying uh, with a fire, with wood, with a knife, and with a boy. I mean, I mean, we, we can't even understand. Listen to me. You and I cannot understand. You cannot understand what that must have felt like. For that old patriarch to know that he's fixing to take the life of the dearest person that he's ever met in all of his life. But wow, 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 as Brother Jeremy was talking about, coming up out of that valley, heading to the mountaintop. That didn't look like a mountaintop, Brother Jeremy, where he is headed, but it was when he got up there. He seen the substitutionary lamb that God provided for him. And then he said, before he is able to come down with that knife and take the life of that boy, that son, that loved one, uh, he stopped him, Abraham, Abraham, and showed him that lamb that was hung in a thicket. He didn't know while he was going up one side, dreading the trip. He didn't know that while he's going up one side and worried about what's fixing to happen, going up the other side is provision that he needed. Well, you and I, we and I, whenever we're, whenever we're going either from the mountaintop down to the valley of the valley up to the mountaintop, we often forget about the very fact that God has got somebody, help me right here, God has got everything under control. God knows what He's doing and He don't need us to worry about it and wring our hands. I know that's the human side of us and I can't help it. I'm probably the worst of anybody in here. But thank God He knows what needs to be done. And He don't ask me how to do it. <laughs> Aren't you glad of that? Y'all better be. Y'all better be. <laughs> hey, He didn't call Him the Son of God. He didn't call Him the Holy One of God. These names would have been fitting and they would have been right. He didn't call Him the Christ of God. Hey, look here. Look here. Remember reading in the Scripture one time where He's called the Word of God? He didn't call Him that. He called Him the Lamb of God. Wow, what a blessing. What a blessing. You know what? You know what Israel had a need of? 
You know, John come preaching over here in chapter 3, I believe it is, in the book of Matthew. You know what John come preaching? Repent. John come preaching, repent. He come preaching, repent. Jesus come preaching, repent. But you know what this country is needing right now? They're needing redemption. You know what can give you redemption? A lamb. You know why you and I are saved tonight? If you're in this building, if you're saved by the good grace of God, you're not saved because of your good works or merits or anything else I mentioned a while ago. You're saved because you and I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Uh, uh, I, like this. I like the fact that He introduced Him. He introduced Him. And, and as I looked at this thing, I'm thinking... I'm thinking, man, there's some, there's some situations, there's some reasoning going on right here that John explains, and, and I, I, it don't make sense. It don't make sense that he even had to explain it to them, but obviously for some reason, uh, he felt like he needed to. He wasn't trying to hide something from them. He was trying to put it right out there. You know, you know the old devil tries to hide stuff. Uh, I wonder... I wonder how long, I wonder how long God let him go when iniquity was found in him. I wonder, I wonder how merciful the Lord was unto him uh, whenever he conspired in his heart to try to, to, try to uh, retrieve all the angels of heaven. Uh, we know it didn't work, uh, but there were some that he did get. So don't tell me, don't tell me the devil's been on your back and he's tried to get you. If the devil got on your back, he'll get you. Who are you and I? Who are the greatest, the greatest hope that you and I have uh, outside of our salvation is the fact that greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. Amen. But Jeff, but Jeff, I thank God. I thank God for the very fact that the Lord Jesus is my mediator. Amen. He is. He is my lawyer. He is the one that fights my battles. He is the one that will stand up for me whenever I can't stand up against that giant. Amen. I'm just thankful tonight that we've got, we've got a lamb. We've got a lamb of God. Amen. John tries to explain something right here. He says, he told him, he says uh, in verse 31, And I knew him not, but that he should be... Uh, uh, but that he, that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I coming, am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And uh, that's, John, that's what John was looking for right there. Back over in Matthew, in Matthew chapter number uh, 3, uh, whenever it's describing about Jesus, uh, uh, John baptizing Jesus over there. Uh, the Bible says this in verse 15, And Jesus has said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him, and Jesus, when he was baptized, uh, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending uh, like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, whom I am well pleased. Can I tell you? Can I tell you tonight? Uh, John, John didn't know who he was till he got there, but thank God he knew who he was. Verse thirty-four says that I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Amen. Can I tell you tonight? I know because of the last of the last forty several years with the Lord now uh, that He has done some things that were unquestionable uh, to who He was in my life. 
I didn't have to say, who did this? I didn't have to say, did the Lord do this? Hey, I didn't have to say this. Boy, wasn't I lucky. (laughs) How many times have we heard that, Brother Leroy? Boy, wasn't we lucky today? No. No, I wasn't lucky today. I was blessed today. I mean, God watched over me and took care of me today. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God for that. Uh, I, I, I thought about this here, and I look at this text right here. Uh, I just want to remind you something real powerful. Something real powerful as we look at this. He said, Behold the Lamb of God. Genesis chapter 22, in verse number 8, He's called a Lamb. Ezekiel chapter 45, two times in the Old Testament, He's referred to as a Lamb. Two times in the Gospel, He's referred to as a Lamb. Uh, one time in the book of Acts, He's referred to as the Lamb. One time in the epistles, He's referred to as a Lamb. Twenty-eight times in the book of Revelation, He's referred to as a Lamb. I, I, I Listen, I, I, I like stuff like this, man. It just helps me. I said that number 28. It's got, to, it's got to stand for something. How could it be that only two times in the Old Testament, Brother Jeff, he's mentioned as a lamb with all the sacrificing that took place, with all the promises of his coming that took place? How come only two times in the Old Testament he's mentioned? How come only two times in the Gospels he's mentioned as a lamb? And only introduced. As a lamb. How, many, how, how come only one time in the book of Acts? Only one time in the epistles? How come 28 times? Not 27? Not 29? Not 30? Not 26? But 28 times in the book of Revelation he's mentioned and called the Lamb of God. I said it's got to mean something. So that just makes you dig a little deeper, don't it? And I did. And you're going to be happy. I'm going to see some of you smiling right about here in just a few seconds when I give it to you. I'm thinking about holding on to it for just a minute because you already started smiling. And I don't want to see you stop. Amen. Amen. Except for Brother Darnell and Brother Leroy. I can't tell if they smile or not. Amen. I can, sister, I, I can tell you smiling because your eyes are smiling. What a blessing. Amen. I like to see people so happy when they smile their eyes. Smiles with them, don't you? Amen. Brother Allen, I can't tell if he's smiling or not. Amen. About 28 times, the Lamb of God. Boy, I'm telling you, I'm thinking about the church over there. I'm thinking about that one that whenever uh, they looked over there, what's the Revelation chapter 5, I believe it is? John said, And I wept much because no man was worthy to take the book and look thereon. He said, and he said unto me, Behold, the Lamb of God hath prevailed to take the book and look thereon. And can I tell you, can I tell you, that'll make you quit crying. That'll, that'll make a bad day a good day. That'll make a sad Christian a happy Christian. That'll make somebody that's down in the dump get back up on the mountaintop. I'm just saying, just knowing that He's the Lamb of God. Thank God, our Savior became a sacrificial lamb. 
28 times. The number 28 stands for, you might want to write this in your Bible, the number 28 stands for eternal life. How fitting. How fitting. How fitting could that be for Him to be mentioned, the One? Can I give you a verse that might go along with this? If I can quote it right. If I can, I'll get as close as I can. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's eternal life, friend. Eternal life. Amen. Thank God. All because, not that we went to church when times was bad, not that we gave in the offering when we really didn't have it, not that we did everything that we thought we could do to help Jesus, but that the very fact that that Lamb, the Lamb of God that John introduced, became my Lamb and your Lamb. Aren't you glad of that tonight? I mean, I mean, listen, uh, Brother Bradley's going to college and, and he's having to study hard. And, and uh, college, college out of high school is a whole different world, ain't it, Brother Bradley? And it's like, it's like whenever uh, I watch a lot of these young men when they play in football and in high school, uh, they might be big. Um, Noah. Uh, Noah, uh, compared to most of you, if you don't know who Noah is, Noah's the biggest guy in the church. I'd like to have him on the bodyguard committee. Amen. i got to talk to him about that and maybe see how cooperative he can be. How aggressive. I would like to see him if we need him. If, uh, if he ain't watching, Sister Tiffany may be. I don't know. Just mention it to him. Put a bug in his ear, sister. Amen. And, uh, and uh, in high school world, he's one of the, the biggest men on the field. Would you agree with that? I mean, I think so. I think so. He's about six six, and probably he may even weigh three hundred plus. I'm not going to try to get into all that personal stuff about him, but everything. He's a good sized young man. I'd hate to know I had to wrestle him barehanded. Barehanded, amen, 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 amen. But when he gets into that college world, and everybody's that size and Bigger. And he'll be saying, Boy, I sure wish Mama was still making my supper. I sure wish Daddy was still paying my light bill. I mean, things... You see, I'm just saying things change. In the world of religion, everything seems okay until we measure ourselves against the Lamb of God. You know what it makes me want to do? Back up here, back up here in John, verse 27 of the same chapter. It makes, Brother Darnell, I want to get down there real low with his feet. Because I know I'm not worthy. Because I know my membership didn't make it. Because I know my baptism didn't make it. If baptism would have made it, he wouldn't have needed to be the Lamb of God. All he'd have needed to do was lead everybody down there to the water where he was going. You see that? 
but they needed a lamp. They needed redemption. They needed a redeemer. You know what you and I needed on that glorious day that we got saved by the Lord? We needed redemption. We needed a redeemer. Every one of us, had it not been for Jesus, somebody say amen right there. Had it not been for the Lord who was on my side, what would we have ever done? I'm thankful tonight. I'm so thankful that the Lord made a way for somebody like us. Uh, things that sometimes people make it so hard to understand and, and just so so confusion. And you, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's a... I don't. I don't like to get confused. I like the Lord to keep it simple for people like me. So He said things like this: "I'll in no wise cast you out. I'll never leave you nor forsake you." Uh, I said a while ago, "For God so loved the world that He gave." Genesis twenty-two. One one going up one side. Abraham and his boy, a type of Christ, going up one side. And a lamb that could pay the debt on the other side. Hallelujah. Boy, I'm thankful tonight. Uh, It might not help you none to look back on when you got saved. That if it don't stir you just a little bit, I'd look back a little bit closer. Uh, I'd question it a little bit. Because I'm telling you, Brother Leo, even though, even though I may not have all, always done like I should have done, still looking back, the Holy Spirit of God stirs down in the depths of my heart and makes me so glad, so glad, so glad that that glorious day came by my way. Uh, you know who He is? He's the Lamb of God. Uh, to a whole nation... They'll trust him. To a whole country, they'll trust him. Uh, to a whole world, he'll be their lamb. It's uh, it's kind of crazy to me. I don't I don't know, uh, but I think about all these countries that are caught up in in all kind of different religions and and different stuff. And and man, I'm like, good night. I mean, they're they're out there. The Buddhists are they're worshiping Buddha and. And, uh, and, and all these other denominations, you say, but that's, that's what they believe. Let them believe that. Well, you know, that sounds good if you're just trying to be a good neighbor and you don't want to get a fight and nobody tearing your fence down. But if you just let them believe that and they end up going to hell, uh, what are we going to say then? I'll say this. For the lost, let's pray that the Holy Ghost of God would let the Lamb of God go by their way. Uh, for people that you might know that they may not be saved, they might not be Christians, pray that God would send somebody by. Pray that He would send you. How many times have you ever heard this? What about, what, about the, what about the man in Africa or India that's never heard? When I went to Africa... The, the couple of times that I've went, uh, uh, one thing that stands out in my mind tremendously is the slums of Nairobi. And I really thought, I really thought that there's no other place in the world 
light, the slums of Nairobi. Until I come home and I got talking to other missionaries. Can I tell you this? In the Philippines, they have slums that can match the slums of Nairobi. In India, they literally have slums. You know what I'm trying to say? There's lost people everywhere. And they all need Jesus. Every one of them. Uh, Let's pray. Let's pray for those lost folk. Let's pray. You know what? You know what? Uh, Let's pray for here in our church. That God would be merciful to us and gracious to us. And send lost people in this way. From you inviting somebody to come. And telling somebody, listen, I know where you can get the peace of God, but just come on down to the church and listen to somebody brag on Jesus. And I'm telling you, they can take that heart that's buried in the slums of this world and wash it and clean it, and the Lamb of God can pay the debt that it owes that the peace of God could dwell in there forevermore. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand together. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you. I pray that the Lord will help you and encourage you. And I pray that I have said something that might, just might, give you something to remember. Amen. Brother Daniel, pray for us. Dismiss, please.